You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello and welcome. I'm here tonight with Erica Jolson of Unconventional RD. She also has the Functional Library, which is really exciting and a strong background with uh, food sensitivities. And she's a leap therapist, registered dietitian, and she has one of the most popular Facebook groups, which happens to be my favorite, uh, which is the Unconventional RD. So welcome, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about, you know, introduce where you are from. And then I want to know a little bit more about your past with uh, food sensitivity. Sure. Um, so I have been a dietitian since 2014. Um, I'm a kind of a mini career changer. I originally thought I wanted to get my PhD in research. So I worked in a functional neuroimaging lab for a few years and then went back to school to become an RD. So um, that's my backstory. And it took me a little bit of time to kind of find my place in the field once I got in here. Uh, I was really drawn to it just out of a love for food and cooking. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the online business world and learned about blogging and how you can really make a business online through a blog or other opportunities like that. Uh, And then as I started dabbling in blogging, um, I just sort of uh, wanted to find more like-minded dietitians who were trying to do the same thing. So that's sort of how I created um, the Unconventional RD Facebook group for just sort of like peer support and connection and kind of... uh, you know, checking in with others and bouncing ideas off of each other as we're trying to all kind of do the same thing. Um, And then my food sensitivity background was sort of how I found my place in the world of dietetics and how I thought I could help people one-on-one. I've since stopped seeing clients one-on-one, but that was sort of something that piqued my interest um, when I first started trying to figure out how it could help people. So that was sort of my baby step into the world of functional nutrition. So I was trying to learn more about maybe a little bit of stuff that's beyond what we were taught in grad school um, and get some further specialty education. And the Certified Leap Therapist course was relatively affordable. And so that's sort of just where I jumped in. And then I was exposed to this whole new side of dietetics that Um, At least the school that I went to didn't really teach a lot about, which is functional nutrition. Um, So, yeah, after I found out about this uh, other side and like tons of more in-depth information that was out there that I could learn about, I was kind of obsessed with it and just spent so much time, so much of my free time kind of learning and teaching myself um, and amassed a giant collection of notes, which then turned into the functional nutrition library that I just um, kind of threw up on a website to share with other RDs who are kind of in the same boat um, and wanted an affordable place to learn about functional nutrition um, in an organized way besides just like searching Facebook groups and listservs and stuff like that. Super smart and also very like cutting edge, both functional nutrition and the business model, which is gathering information. So that's information marketing and distributing it among our colleagues. So very cutting edge of you. 
Thanks. <laughs> what um, what draws you to functional nutrition? Is it just that it's um, you know a specialty we weren't taught in schooling, or is there some component of it that you fell in love with or really are drawn to? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it spoke to kind of my interest in research from uh, my previous career, and um, I spent a lot of time even as an undergrad volunteering in research labs. Uh, and I appreciated the like heavy sciencey, like biochem side of things, like really understanding, you know, how a different, like a various nutrients interact throughout the body and all the different body systems and how like being in, de- being deficient in one thing leads to like X, Y, Z other consequences and stuff like that. Like just learning about more of the interconnectedness of the body and the role specifically that nutrition can play. Um, I felt like that was. Uh, more of a cutting edge angle for dietitians. And I think a lot of lay people are searching for information like that. Um, and I just wanted to kind of help RDs get on the forefront um, of that field more so than they maybe are or were a few years ago. So um, yeah, that's my goal. I love that. And so when you're talking about the lay person, I agree that, that with the increase in popularity of functional nutrition as a topic, uh, with the layperson, do you have resources for both the layperson and RDs interested in functional, or is the library just for dietitians? Ooh, so currently, the functional nutrition library is designed to be a resource for dietitians who are like trying to get more into functional nutrition and maybe learn about how they could apply some of the principles um, to their own clients uh, and. Basically, I have different notebooks organized, like I have a conditions notebook. So if you have someone coming to you with, say, Hashimoto's or something, um, you can go to the Hashimoto's note and I kind of have outlined how nutrition plays a role in Hashimoto's, for example. Um, or I, I and when I was seeing clients, did a lot of work with elimination diets um, to help people suffering from adverse food reactions. So I have a ton of resources on that. Um, so more like actionable tips for practitioners. But I actually am in the process of creating a blog to go along with it because now that I've, I originally posted the library on my own personal URL, um, ericajolson.com, but that's not really like the ideal place for it. It was just sort of, you know, I already had the website up. It was easy to just add a tab for the library and just see if the idea would even fly. And then once it started to pick up, I was like, okay, this needs to be more professional. So I moved it over to its own. Um, URL, but then I can't just have like an entire website behind a paywall. So now I'm in the process of kind of uh, curating a list of commonly asked questions that I've seen in various Facebook groups and things and on the internet from just lay people about different topics about nutrition um, and functional nutrition specifically. And I plan to create blog posts kind of answering some of those most common questions to draw traffic and build bigger community and then have other dietitians guest post um, to kind of highlight RDs as the expert. So it's coming in the future, but yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. So not only are you, you know, that's your specialty, but you're also helping other dietitians, you know, in that specialty as well. So it's really about bringing, bringing our colleagues together and then helping the lay person get a better grasp on all of the components associated with functional nutrition, which is very cutting edge popular and not really discussed, at least not in my schooling uh, in dietetics. Yeah. So that's great. Excellent. Thanks. So 
I just wanted to know a little bit more about the, your background with leap therapists. For those who aren't familiar with what leap therapist means, can you explain a little bit, just provide us with some context about what that means and how that falls in line with your functional role? Yeah. So a certified leap therapist is, um, well, leap stands for lifestyle eating and performance. And that's a, a type of elimination diet that you can get trained in implementing um, through a company called Oxford Biomedical. Uh, and they offer the test called mediator release testing, MRT testing. Uh, and that's basically a test that as an RD or any other, you know, wellness professional, or even as a consumer, you can order it directly from them. Um, but it's a blood test. And essentially what it's looking at is your white blood cells that circulate around in your body and testing to see sort of their reaction <clears throat> to a bunch of different um, foods and chemicals in foods to see how many pro-inflammatory mediators they release uh, when they're exposed to those different foods. And then you can kind of reverse engineer from the results that you get uh, which foods are least likely to be contributing to inflammation in the body and which ones are more likely. And then you can kind of focus on the ones that are the least inflammatory for that specific person and craft like a custom elimination diet, usually around two months uh, it takes to go through. And you kind of focus on temporarily for just the first two weeks or so eating your least inflammatory foods to really calm down the immune system and see significant symptom relief. So the goal is to get at least a 50% improvement in your symptoms. And there's like a symptom survey that people fill out to kind of track that. And then um, as you go through, you add one new food per day and kind of monitor your response, kind of working your way up from the least inflammatory to the more likely to be inflammatory foods as you add them back in. So that's what I started out doing. Um, mm -hmm. And then eventually realized that food sensitivities are, of course, a thing and important to know about and understand. Um, but they're just one small piece of like the functional nutrition world and all the things that you could be looking at and all the systems of the body. So naturally, I wanted to learn more and figure out other ways to help. So learning more about like gut health and, um, you know, like yeah. organic acids that you can measure in the urine and stuff like that. Uh, so that's just sort of naturally where my interests went and kind of the notes that I expanded upon in the library. Yeah. And in going at it from a very, like you said, scientific angle, which is what naturally attracted you to the field. Right. And that's, that's what yeah. you are specializing in. So that's really, really cool to hear you talk about it in depth. Um, all right, great. So for all those dietitians who are interested in functional is uh, absolutely a fantastic resource would be the functional nutrition library. So um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, clearly you are a non-traditional dietitian. You went from working in the one-on-one -on -one model, like you said, and then shifting that to a different type, a different business model. Can you tell us a little bit about how did, how did you get to that point? And uh, tell us a little bit about what you do now, meaning passive income. Yeah, so... I kind of always knew, I think in my gut, that one-on-one -on -one work probably wasn't the best fit for me. <laughs> Even uh -huh. when I worked in research and I had to run participants, like I would get mega anxiety before having to meet up with them. And it's just sort of always been that way. So it actually was somewhat stressful to see clients one-on-one, -on -one. even though, I mean, I did a good job and I'm very capable of helping these people. Like 
you also have to think about what's the best fit for you and your personality. And it's probably not a good sign if like you have a whole day of seeing clients and then the next day you're like, no one talked to me, like I need to recover. (laughs) Like that was me. So um, I was always sort of brainstorming other ways I could possibly transition out of seeing clients. Um, So currently, actually, I... I applied to be a writer for Healthline Authority Nutrition um, about a year and a half ago. And I didn't get the job um, <laughs> when I first applied. But then I kept in touch with them, which is a really good lesson. So anyone out there listening who maybe got rejected, like that doesn't mean it yes. won't happen for you in the future. Um, so I, you know, checked back in maybe like six months later because they had said, you know, we might hire again in the future. And they weren't hiring still, but then they reached out to me nine months later and offered me a spot. So that was sort of like, honestly, like a dream job because it's, it pays well and it, uh, is directly under my control. So it's like, if I sit down and write an article and turn it in, then I can predict my income and I can do it from anywhere. So once I got that position, um, I actually started transitioning away from seeing clients one on one, um, slowly over a few yeah. months. And now I only have like two clients that I I still have a couple appointments left. So yeah, so I'm mostly freelance writing. um, And that gave me a lot of flexibility to work even more on the passive income stuff. So um, let's see, in terms of how I started it, I started it a a little over a year ago, I started the Functional Nutrition Library. And it kind of grew out of... So I had, I had this point have been running the unconventional RD Facebook group for, I don't know, maybe like five months. And it was around 500 people, which is funny because now it's like 3,500. But at the time I was like, Oh my God, like 500 people. I can't believe it. That's so big. (laughs) And I was thinking like, okay, I have to like, you know, use this in some way in my business. Like this is a great audience of RDs. Like I want to create something to help them. And I felt like it could go either two ways. Like at the time I had been posting recipes and stuff on ericajolson.com and like trying to start a food blog type of thing. I've been doing that since I became an RD. But now looking back, it's funny because I'm like, okay, I can see where I went wrong in so many ways, like not having a tight niche, not really actually helping anyone or solving a problem. So it was obvious now like why that wasn't really taking off. But at the time, I had started the unconventional RD community to try to, you know, talk with other people and connect and um, work together to grow our blogs and things like that. Um, so I was like, I probably don't need to be creating a product about, you know, even though the point of the group was passive income, I didn't feel like I had enough actual experience, like building something successful in that realm. So I was like, mm, let's take another angle. So then. I feel like all my all the successful businesses that I eventually started all sort of came out of solving my own problems, which I feel like is pretty typical um, in the RD yep. world or in the entrepreneur world. But um, yeah, this was sort of one of my first successes. So I had been brainstorming ideas and telling my boyfriend a couple different ideas. And I mentioned, you know, creating an online library of my notes and stuff. And I actually have a background in um, tutoring. I tutored for like eight years. So I'm pretty comfortable like creating good notes and and teaching. Um, so he was like, oh, that's kind of a good idea. I like that one. And I actually had already had other RDs that I'd shared my notes with say like, hey, I would pay you for these. Like, these are really awesome. So 
it all just sort of clicked. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to create a landing page for this idea before I even make it. Like I had all my notes saved in Evernote, but they weren't like on a WordPress website yet. So I literally just created um, a landing page, set up the membership um, plugin on my website so I could take payments and said, hey, this is my idea. If you might be interested, like you can get a special discount. It was like, I think $97 or something for an annual membership. Um, and yep. I ended up selling like, I want to say like 20 um, wow. in the first couple weeks of offering it. And I was like, okay, like that's a good start. Like, I think that's validating my idea. So then I just actually put in the time to build the site um, and just have kept updating it weekly since then. That's great. I love that. Um, yeah. So I guess back to how you came about transitioning out of clients. Um, because now I've learned about your tutoring experience as well. So you've definitely been doing the one-on-one -on -one for a very long time. Was there a particular situation or circumstance that kind of told you, okay, this is it? Or was it just the residual feeling of exhaustion and wanting to still provide help and insights, but not through the one-on-one -on -one model? Yeah. So actually, while I, so I've never actually worked like a conventional RD job. So I didn't work in a hospital after my internship or anything. I just kept tutoring. So I was tutoring um, on nights and weekends and actually making like the same per hour almost as I made as a dietitian, um, okay. which was kind of funny. I think that was a little bit of a crutch for me. Um, but as you know, the kids that I was working with were getting older and they started graduating and I started gradually transitioning away from tutoring and my one-on-one -on -one work with nutrition was picking up. Um, but really the, the impetus I would say was most of my students were graduating in June of last year. So I was like, okay, this is the perfect time to actually try to launch a passive income product. Um, so that's when, why I launched it in July of last year. Uh, and then at the time I was still seeing clients one-on-one -on -one as well for nutrition. Um, I just thought that that was kind of like the best way to make income and still have a lot of hours available versus, you know, getting a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then once I got the writing gig, like I literally woke up one day and saw that email in my inbox and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, it, it, it just sort of happened. Like, I wasn't even expecting to get that job. Like, if I hadn't, then I probably would have just kept continuing to see clients and building my website. But um, once they offered it to me, I was like, okay, like, if I could imagine my dream life, it's like sitting on the couch writing articles and like making the same money that I'm making now and working on my website. Yeah. Like, that sounds awesome. So that's basically how it happened. That's great. So you got the job that you wanted, but you also took a brave step by pursuing a you know, non-traditional job, which some people are a little scared to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. And I think Excellent. it all worked out too, because I feel like if I had gotten the writing job earlier, I maybe would have felt more secure and not have ever launched the Functional Nutrition Library. <laughs> so I think it worked Interesting out. Interesting how that all works out. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to mentorship and dietitians, uh, do you have any tips on landing a job or creating opportunities in the field, much like, you know, what you've done? Clearly, you, you, you're an example and a role model for that. Yeah, well, 
I probably don't have any tips for getting a job per se, since I didn't really ever work a regular job, but um, for creating your own opportunities, definitely. I mean, thinking back, like when I was just trying to post recipes on my website and somehow thought like the world would find me and like I would make money from it. <laughs> that was definitely super naive. Um, so looking forward to the different things I've tried and what stuck and um, worked, it really ended up being, well, the functional nutrition library worked because I was kind of solving my own problem. Like when mm-hmm. I first got interested in it, um, I there's like, you know, larger online courses that you can take, but there are several thousand dollars and I, I didn't have the funds to do that. Um, so I was just wanting some place to learn about it um, from other dietitians. So I just kind of created that resource myself. Um, and that worked because uh, other people ended up having the same thoughts and feelings. Um, so I just found a need, I think, um, by listening to what my needs were. Um, and then same thing with the Facebook group. I had been in a couple um, dietitian focused Facebook groups, but a lot of them were either like clinical focused um, or there was dietitians on the blog, which is a great group as well. But at the time, it was a lot more like, here, let's link share. And, um, you know, I'm looking for recipes for this roundup I'm writing. And we were kind of promoting each other that way, but it was less focused on business. And I was kind of shy to like ask those things in that group, I think, at the time. So I just created my own group <laughs> to be focused on the business side. Um, and I guess that also was meeting a need. Um, and now it has like almost 3,500 people in it. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I would say, yeah, that's great. Um, l- trying to think about what gaps you see. Um, and what problems you have can be a great place to start. And then if you're working with, clients, you can kind of look at what questions get asked all the time um, and then try to create products or solutions around those things as well. Yeah, your your advice is very uh, practical, um, but I think also the mindset plays a huge role. So it's the motivation <laughs> and then, you know, support that uh, that we all need, which is that that one piece of the puzzle that is just I can't stress enough how important it is to have a a positive mindset when it comes to seeing gaps, like you said, and then actually solving those problems, like not just wanting to, but like taking the taking the leap and taking action. Yeah, it was sort of a weird mindset shift because for so long, I literally was sitting there like in other Facebook groups like, oh, it'd be cool if there was a place to ask a question (laughs) about this. And then I didn't do anything. And then one day I was like, wait, all these other groups are just run by regular people. Like I can start one. It's okay to do that. So once I actually took the action, then um, it just, it started working. So I think I just needed to get out of my own way for a second there. Yeah. And do you have any tips, uh, general tips on mindset or do you do anything to practice mindset? Hmm. Read any books? I wish I did. I know you like that fun. Yeah, I do. I listen to I don't really read a lot of business books for some reason, but I'm always listening to business podcasts. Um, So I have like a blog post on nonconventionalrd.com with like 21 of my favorites. If anyone wants to check that out. Um, Yeah, yeah, I do like this might sound a little crazy, but (laughs) I read these like angel meditations before I go to bed. I get, I like okay. to read meditations for some reason. So 
Um, Yeah, that helps kind of center me and calm me down before I go to bed and kind of put me in a good headspace, I think. Um, I'm trying to get into the miracle morning. I've heard Mm -hmm. so many good things about it where you kind of have your like go-to morning routine, but I have not implemented it yet. So maybe in the future. I like the, it's almost like, well, I don't know if I'd say written affirmation, but you, the, the meditation. And again, a lot of us, you know, think meditation has to be sitting down and physical, but the written word, that's, that's wonderful. That's, you're still, you know, processing and getting into that positive mindset through that regular task that's become your night routine. So I'm sure that helps a lot with mindset. Yeah, I think so too. And it is funny because my boyfriend is really into meditation and actually meditates uh-huh. like twice a day. But wow. for whatever reason, I just really <laughs> like reading. So I'm just drawn to the reading meditations and that works for me. Yeah. And, and it makes sense that you like reading because you also love writing because you mentioned that your gigs are all writing based, right? So, and you like yeah. to take notes and you've made a, you've been able to increase income from writing notes and creating a library. So Words are your thing, Erica. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, definitely. I think that's true. All right. Great. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your income report. It stood out to me. I thought it was such a cool idea. So again, for those of you listening, make sure to, you know, be a part of Erica's community, her unconventional RD and Facebook group. She's on Instagram as well. And she posts these monthly reports. So can you tell us like, why did you start doing this? Yeah, I um, was inspired by other niches that do income reports. So as I had mentioned for a while there, I really thought I was going to be a food blogger when I first got out of school. So that was like the thing I was doing on the side uh, in the begin- in the early days. And I had actually started my first blog in like 2010 when I was doing my little mini career change. So even before I went back to school. Um, So I had just been sort of absorbing information like a sponge in that world. And I really liked the the pinch of yum income reports, which is a a food blogger. Sorry, I'm losing my voice there. Um, A food blogging website that's now super, super popular. And they have a whole membership site on growing a food blog and monetizing it. Um, But at the time, they were just sharing their income reports. And I got so inspired and... um, just was so grateful that they were posting those. And I had never seen anyone do anything quite like that um, in the RD space. So I was like, okay, well, I'm really open. I don't care if anyone sees, you know, what I'm making or like, I don't want, I wanted to kind of open the conversation and not be afraid to share like, hey, I'm only making like 1200 bucks <laughs> this month. But you know, that's okay, because I'm on the, the path to um, turn this into something big in the long term. Not It's not like a get rich quick sort of scheme. Um, right. So I, I wanted to share what I was doing, help other people not feel bad if they were also only making like a few thousand dollars a month, not multiple tens of thousands or whatever, um, and kind of document the journey as I go. So then when I look back, I'm like, oh, okay, like you can see the progression over time and hopefully other people can read it and get inspired. And I try to be really detailed and provide actionable tips to help other people. Um, so that was the point. <laughs> and, and it's for dietitians, is that correct? Like you're inspiring dietitians with that monthly report? So what's yeah. the feedback you've gotten on that? Pretty good. Um, it's, <laughs> I feel like there's 
most people love it. And then there's, I think, a small subset of people who maybe are triggered by talking about money in that way. Um, so it's interesting when I email, I do like a weekly roundup of just the top posts in the group. Um, yeah. and only like maybe one, a few people unsubscribe to those every week. And then if I ever send out an income report, just like by itself, I'll get like 10 people unsubscribing. So I think it's like possibly triggering some people. Like they don't want to see interesting. that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. But then in the okay. Facebook group and on the posts, I get a lot of really like the people who love it, really love it. And if you're not about it, then you just don't read it or you unsubscribe or whatever. Um, but I'm kind of just coming at it from an authentic, like I really personally found income reports like this to be helpful and inspiring. So if you agree, then like here it is. <laughs> if you don't want to have that um, in your inbox and that's totally fine too. But um, yeah. yeah. It, it overall gotten good feedback. Yeah, I love it. So I think it's great. So again, those of you who aren't familiar with Erica, make sure to check it out. She has an archive of every month monthly income report. And not only is it motivating and inspiring, but you know, she's created a community based off of it. And it, it backs up what you do with your brand, which is passive income. So you're showing people that you are living that life. And it's, it's, it is really inspiring for us dietitians because a lot of dietitians do one-to-one -one and they want to know what other options there are. I feel like passive income is becoming so trendy. So it's good to expose our community with those options and be the representation of that lifestyle. So other people can say, I can do this too. Totally. Yeah. Great. So Tell us, you know, as we wrap up here, tell us a little bit about your group and the benefits someone can receive by joining and then what makes your group different and unique versus other dietitian groups. Yeah. Um, well, the group is called the Unconventional RD Facebook community or the Unconventional RD community on Facebook. Uh, and anyone who works in the wellness space can join. So it's not just RDs, although I would say it's like 98% at least RDs. Um, but other, you know, experts in the nutrition field who don't have that certification are able to join. Or I think there's a handful of like therapists and stuff like that. I really designed it originally to be a, a place to have more discussions around what I was posting on my blog. Um, and then it just took off like the group is way more popular than my blog even <laughs> because, um, you know, it's it's challenging to find enough time to do like so many jobs. So I've really only been posting like once a month on the unconventional RD blog, but I'm in the group every single day kind of trying to generate discussions and um, help share helpful information. So if I listen to a podcast or read an article of something helpful around passive and alternative income, I'll share it in there. Um, or sometimes just like post a prompt uh, about something related to passive income just to get people talking and discussing. Um, so I've really enjoyed curating that community. It's, it's really, really fun. Uh, and then I also have a newsletter that you can sign up for that goes with the group um, where basically I'll just kind of pick out maybe the top five to 10 um, conversations that happen in the group throughout the week. And then I'll hyperlink to those, uh, discussions in the newsletter. So if you're not in there every day and you, you don't, you think you might have missed something, then it's probably going to be in the newsletter. So, um, that's something I started in the last month or two. Um, that's been really successful. Great. Yeah. And does your, um, 
Facebook group, it does help you with sales because you can then promote your functional library. Is that correct? Yeah, it has. Um, but I don't, I don't like to over promote it in there because it's not like directly related to the point of the group. So I'll like mention it, it as an example more like this is what I'm doing and these are the results that I've been getting. And mm-hmm. just by default, people click on it and maybe sign up if it speaks to them. Um, but it's also been really helpful. Like sometimes I'll speak at um, like online summits and things like that, yeah. which are a lot more related to the point of the group. And then as yeah. a speaker, um, I'll get, I'll have an affiliate link to share and then I can share like, Hey, I'm speaking at this event. Like here's, um, here's a link to buy a ticket. Uh, and then I offer special bonuses kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Forleo's B school. Um, but a lot of her affiliates do that as well, where they offer their own programs as a bonus for signing up. So I started doing that in my group where I was like, Hey, if you sign up through my link, like you can get a few months free access to the library. I'll do like ask me anything session. Like every time I kind of change up what the bonus is. Um, and then that's been super successful um, in earning some affiliate income as well. So that's a great. a great strategy for other RDs who run groups for sure. Passive all the way. So just out of curiosity here, how much time do you invest in that group per week? Because that's got to be, you've got 3,500 dietitians in there. And I'm active. I mean, I'm, I'm a newbie in the group, but I see there's a lot of conversations going on. So how yeah. how are you managing this? <laughs> uh, I would say I'm in there every day. Um, I kind of wake up in the morning. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the morning is like your time. Like you should do your whatever your biggest project is, like bang it out in the morning. But personally, like I can't focus unless I've kind of like at least addressed the notifications on my Facebook feed <laughs> and <laughs> checked my email. Um, so I actually start mm-hmm. my day with those things. So I'll pop in in the morning and kind of like answer questions that people might have asked over the night or late in the previous night. Um, and then once I'm in my day, I mean, I'm pretty much writing at all times. So this is probably horrible, but I honestly just have like Facebook open in the corner. And then like probably every hour or two, I'll just like, check out who's who posted something and like answer if I have a quick answer. Um, so it's just kind of like a running feed on the side while I'm writing. So I don't know how many so hours pre- altogether, but committed, yeah. super committed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's weird because I'm totally not getting, you know, paid for any of that, but it's just fun. And I like growing the community. And um, one of the things I'm putting just- together in the future is uh, kind of like a, a boot camp that we can all learn together. Um, we, there's been a lot of discussions around SEO, um, search engine optimization uh-huh. for your website. So I think that's going to be the first thing that actually comes to fruition, like as something to offer to the group. Um, that's great. That might be paid. So, yeah. Excellent. So, and again, I'm not sure if we touched on this specifically, but the benefits of your group versus other groups for those listening include, what would you say? What are the differentiating factors? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's one of, I mean, now there's more options, but when I first started it, I think it was one of the only or one of the few um, like more business focused dietitian groups instead of clinical um, and specifically around dietitians who don't necessarily want to do one-on-one work, but want to do more 
um, passive and alternative income uh, opportunities. So, you know, like creating a membership site like I have or maybe online courses um, or freelance writing, things like that are all hot topics of discussion in the group. Um, so I think that's the main differentiator. And I try really hard to not let anyone's question go ignored. So if you come in my group and you ask a question, you should get a response or at least a like the nudge to help you find the information if I don't know the answer. Yeah, and what I would say being a, a you know member of your group, what's different is that you're you've also been pretty clear that your group is not a clinical group. It's a it's a group to help those with business and um untraditional ways and means of making money. So different business models, passive income, like you said, affiliate link and, you know, creating a product or a digital, a digital product or service or, well, it would be a digital product and then making money from it later. So that that's, you know, essentially passive in one type of passive income. So to me, I think your group is unique in the fact that you don't, you try to have the conversations focused around that. And I haven't seen another RD group that's based on just that type of conversation. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, uh, that are out there. Um, but yeah, that actually, I just recently kind of made that rule. Um, I I previously had just been kind of letting people post whatever, but that only works for so long. Like at some point you have to be the group admin and be like, okay, what is the point of this? Like we need to stay on topic or else you just sort of like lose, you know, your leadership role. Um, so that was kind of a, a, personal growth thing i think like i don't know i probably as someone who's not super into like working with people and i want to get super nervous like i'm definitely an introvert so like even having to show up as a leader in my own group i'm like oh people are gonna hate me but what it totally worked out i think it was for the best um to start creating some sort of rules and structure because i think that is important especially if i'm trying to like make this go with my blog and have it be more of a businessy type of thing Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it it only helps what support what you're doing. So yeah. do you have any uh, final thoughts or any kind of conclusion? Anything else you want to add or plug as we wrap up? Mm, I mean, not really. I I think if you want to learn more about earning passive income as a dietitian or maybe new income streams that you can implement in your business... Probably my best advice would be to join the Facebook group because that's where honestly the most action is right now. Uh, and then if we, if I start coming out with, um, more programs or something like that, that people can do to get more solid guided advice, then it'll always be announced in the Facebook group. So, um, that's probably where I would point people right now. Um, and if you want to read my income reports, like we mentioned, um, that's on the blog at theunconventionalrd.com. Sounds good. Excellent. So thank you so much for your time. It's been amazing learning more about all that you do, Erica. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. If you haven't already, we would love for you to check out the other episodes that we have available. We speak to trailblazers, dietitians who are doing amazing work within their practice and their businesses and also those who have really changed and advanced our profession. There's a whole library to choose from. 
And if you did enjoy the show, it would be so great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes and also uh, to pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. Thanks again for listening. 